Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be every single Welcome back to the screening. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host, Mr. Cooper Cobbs, and joining me today is nothing but my good self, me, myself, and I. So today, it's just a solo episode of The Cooper Show. No Matthew, no Tanner, no Isaiah, and uh, I apologize. This is the case. I apologize. We didn't even get an episode out last week. We're just really busy right now with school, vacation, spring break. Um, last week, the reason we didn't record was Tanner was on vacation. I was gone to the speech and debate tournament, which I did um, very well at. Thank you very much. And then Tanner and Isaiah were just, or sorry, Isaiah and Matthew were kind of left to their own devices, and they're busy, and they just didn't get an episode done on a passage to India, which um, none of us really liked anyway, and we're really committed to doing the episode. So anyway, they didn't get an episode done last week. We got one this week. It's me doing <laughs> my thing, which I'll get to in a minute, and then next week, We'll have a Gladiator and Braveheart combined episode. Now, a bit about that, if you're not ready for Gladiator Braveheart in terms of age, don't watch them, please. We're not going to be touching on all of the R-rated stuff, so you don't have to worry about that. But just to, just to let you know, don't assume that we just watched that movie unfiltered. We watched that movie, you know, just lightly, okay? So, I guess, disclaimer about that. All right, and then my episode. So I'm going to be ranking all of the 25 Marvel movies that I've seen. I was telling my mom that I was going to be doing this, and she said, how many Marvel movies are there? I said, well, there's 27, but I'm ranking 25 of them because that's the only ones that I've seen. And she goes, man, how have we failed as a parent to let you see 25 of the 27 Marvel movies? So there's a lot. But I'm guessing that many of you in the audience have probably, you've probably seen a good a good chunk of these Marvel movies, um, and I'm going to be ranking all of them. Now, the reason I'm going to be doing that is because when I found out I was going to have to do a solo episode, I my first thought was to this, because, again, think back to last year. It was just me. We had one episode left or so, and I said, you know what? Luca just came out. How about I review that, and then I rank every single Pixar movie that I've ever seen? And guess what? It was a huge success. Everybody I talked to loved it, and if you hated it, then... I'm sorry, you're wrong. Everybody really liked it. It was a big success. And so I was like, hey, may not, maybe I'll you know, do another one of those episodes down the line. And obviously, Marvel is just up there with Pixar in terms of craft. No, I'm kidding. Marvel is significantly worse in terms of craft than Pixar. But in terms of just a, you know, I mean, call it a cinematic universe. In terms of just um, uh, a company that has produced an, an enormous amount of films, uh, I just thought Marvel would be obviously the next in line to rank. So I'll go ahead and rank. I've seen, like I said, the intro. I've seen 25 of these. I haven't seen Eternals, and I haven't seen Hulk, but from what I've heard, I'm not missing much. So you can just go ahead and say those are probably going to be at the end of the list anyway. But <clears throat> without further ado, 
let's go ahead and rank Marvel movies counting down from 25. And the, number 25 is Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. Was there any other any other direction to go? Captain Marvel is obviously the worst Marvel movie. It is, uh, as my mom likes to say, very, very subpar. It is the most subpar. And here's the thing. I just don't like Brie Larson. She's an annoying actor and is annoying in this movie. And you can tell that nobody in this movie like actually likes her. Also, Jude Law is a great actor. He's in a lot of great things. He's an incredible actor. It just wastes him in this movie. And then at the very end, he's like, you know, come on, fight me, Veers. Come on, come on. And then she just like blasts him. And it's a big laugh moment. And it's like, you just like dehumanize Jude Law. Is that even legal? You know, he just completely disrespected him and completely wasted him. Well, then going back to Brie Larson, if you go back and you watch Force Awakens, I don't know if we said this enough in our Force Awakens episode, John Boyega... Daisy Ridley, and Oscar Isaac, and there are three separate roles as Ray, Finn, and Poe Dameron. They're just likable. You just like them a lot. And you can tell that when Daisy Ridley and when Jen Boyer are interacting as Ray and Finn, that they like each other, and it comes on screen like they're likable to watch. You just watch Brie Larson as Captain Marvel interacting with her other co-actors, and it's like nobody likes each other. There's no like chemistry here. You know, it's This chemistry is almost as bad as Attack of the Clones. It's just not... It's not funny. It, the jokes aren't like that funny because of that. And she's just, I don't know, an annoying actress. And also, the movie's bad. The plot's bad. The only good part about this movie is probably Ben Mendelsohn. He does a great job. He really unique voice. And I love him as Krennic as well. 24, Iron Man 2. Okay, after Captain Marvel, there's only the only movie that can really contend with Captain Marvel in terms of the bottom spot. Is Iron Man 2. Now, if you're going to see, I'm not a huge fan of pretty much any of the Iron Mans. Iron Man 3 will be here in a minute, and Iron Man will be far down the list. But Iron Man 2 is obviously just the worst of them. It's just, like, why? Like, there's no point to this movie except for introducing Black Widow. There's no real, like, serious plot behind this movie. Like, it's just there, and it's... They waste more actors. They have this lame plot about this Russian guy. It's just weird it's just made for money obviously and the cool thing about the first iron man which i'll get to later on is it doesn't feel like formulaic but iron man 2 is like boom we're in a formula now and it just feels empty and and it's just not a very good movie speaking of not a very good movie we've got number 23 thor so the argument is that the thor dark world number two is worse than the original thor i actually disagree i think that thor is worse and the reason is just I would rather go back and watch Dark World, mainly because the special effects are better, the cinematography is better, and Asgard feels more like a place in Dark World. Here's the thing. In all the Thor movies, the Asgard just does not feel like a place. If you go back and you watch the original Thor, you go back, you watch Dark World, and even to some degree in Ragnarok, it just doesn't feel like a real world. It's just, in the first Thor, it's just empty. In Dark World, it, he the guy tries, it, and it's obviously better. That's one of the reasons why I think it works better. But still, it just feels empty. And then in Ragnarok, you're basically away from Asgard the entire time. You don't see much of it, and that's like probably a smart move on Taika Waititi's um, part. But in this movie, it just feels like so empty. Like, where's all the people? It doesn't feel like a real place. Like, for example, Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings movies. You could say whatever you want about them. The Shire feels like a real place. It is so real. And you can picture it in your imagination, even when you're years away from watching the movie. But in Asgard, it just doesn't feel like a real place. There isn't the people that inhabit it. There isn't the features that inhabit it. And it's just, as a result of that, the movie suffers. And also, the special effects are terrible. And just, I don't know. 
it's it's just subpar next in 22 iron man 3 so a lot of people really like iron man 3 and i'm not sure why it's just like a beefed up it's like a higher stakes iron man 2 like honestly all of the one-off movies like iron man's the cats in america's the spider-man's there is this kind of a similar plot just scaled up a little bit just they don't have an impact on the universe as a whole but the stakes are a little bit higher so iron man 3 I once saw a quote about it. I thought it was funny. The best thing going for Iron Man 3 is that it's a little bit better than Iron Man 2. And I agree with that. I think it's a little bit better. But even because of that, I just... If I wanted to go back and I wanted to rewatch a movie, Iron Man 3 would honestly be the farther, one of the farthest down on this list, which is honestly kind of how I rank these. So it's just not great. That's all I have to say about that. And then at 21, Thor Dark World. First thing... I'll say about this movie, it's unnecessarily long. It's like 2 hours and 45 minutes, I think. And there's a couple of things that really knock it here. The first one is that they claim in Asgard is that magic is just science you haven't discovered yet. This is the biggest flaw with almost anything that you can do with magic. Magic is... It's, the reason magic is cool is because it's supernatural. It's not of this world. And science is, is of this world. And so... You, you get good science fiction novels, you get good fantasy novels, but they're separate entities, and they each have their own draw. But you cannot integrate them and say that, oh, magic is just science you haven't learned yet. That just completely takes away from the aura of it, and that's what they do completely in this movie, and it's terrible. But next, the the plot is so... it's You're an hour into the movie really before anything happens. You're an hour into the movie before the real big conflict starts, and it's just way too long, and you're already bored, and you have to sit through a bunch of Chris Hemsworth and, you know, what's her name, Padme, you know, talking and staring at each other. And then, and then what happens is you just get the Dark Elves, which is just like Dark Elves are probably the worst MCU villain. This why there's no history. There's like there is history, but it's not deep, and it's just they're terrible. So terrible plot, terrible villain, and t- way too long. Honestly, if you're going to have a bad movie, at least it can be a short bad movie, right? Like, why has it to be a long bad movie? All right, coming in at 20, Ant-Man and the Wasp. This is basically Ant-Man, but it's just worse. Honestly, Evangeline Lilly is not my favorite actor in the world. I heard somebody say about her one time that she has two things she can do, confused and puzzled, and that's basically her two, like, looks. She's just, I don't know, she's not a great actor. Honestly, I don't like... Paul Rudd is Ant-Man a lot, and these movies are just... This movie is just a chase around San Francisco. That's all it is. Um, Ghost is actually kind of cool, I guess, and I don't know. I don't, I've never been I've never been invested in Ant-Man, really, as a character, and this movie didn't really do anything about that. I don't really care about him. I don't really care about him and Hope together or Wasp together, and honestly, I just don't want to... At the very end of the day, when it comes down to the movies that I haven't seen in a while, it's just, would I want to go back and rewatch this movie? And the answer is no. Like, I, don't, I just don't want to go back and rewatch this, and I just didn't like it very much either. Coming at number 20, um, Black Widow. So 19 and 18 are really, really close, but I put Black Widow at 19. Here's Black Widow's major flaw. It hates men. Now listen, you can have a movie that promotes women or whatever, but you can't have a movie where just all men... I, I press you in this movie to come up with a man who does like something good. You have the bad guy who literally punches like brutally punches you know scarlett johansson in the face which is just nasty you don't want to really see that on a movie the next you have her dad who's just a buffoon he's funny that's like his best quality and he's just a terrible dad 
he's goofy and he's just and, and he just, just the movie just constantly makes fun of this guy. Every single man in this movie is terrible, and it's like when you see when little boys go see this movie because they're gonna go see this movie. Do you really want them to see this dad who's a buffoon and all and all he does is be funny and is laughed at? And then you have this other guy who just beats women up, and then you have you know the maybe the only good guy in the movie is this guy who just helps her out with junk and stuff. And none, none of these people are really edified. None of these people are really encouraged to be like the model man. Um, another big thing this movie does terribly is Taskmaster, who I was really excited about seeing. I was really excited about seeing what they were going to do with the Taskmaster character. And it was just like a zero. Like the action with her wasn't that cool. The The backstory was, I don't know, like, okay. And it was just, like, Taskmaster is such a cool character, and I feel like they wasted them. And also just... Beyond that, it's just not a great movie in terms of plot. The action's okay. Again, when you get on and on, and Black Widow was, what, the 26th, maybe 25th movie that Marvel released, and they're still doing the falling through debris stuff. Like, every Ultron did this, Winter Soldier did this, Black Widow did this, and it wasn't the best, and it was just falling through wreckage. And it's at this point, like, can we not do wreckage, falling through wreckage again? So... Black Widow, number 19. 18th, Ant-Man. So Ant-Man, it could have been easily 19th. I put Black Widow la- down a little bit more, just simply because of the sins it committed. I would say I would rather bl- watch Black Widow over Ant-Man again, though. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's really forgettable. The villain is forgettable. Everything about the plot is forgettable. I haven't seen it in several years, and I don't really want to go back to it. So the only reason that I didn't rank it lower is because I saw Black Widow more recently, and it committed a lot more, uh, like I said, sins than Ant-Man did. And it's coming at 17th, Doctor Strange. So at this point, I'd say all these movies I would rewatch. and I'm like, okay, I could en- kind of enjoy watching this movie again. So Doctor Strange, when I first saw it, what's funny is it was just me and my dad uh, and my, my sisters and my mom were out of town, and I just gotten back from seeing Captain Marvel with our whole um, co-op class, and me and my dad got back, and it was like, I don't know, seven maybe. I'm like, hey, you want to watch another movie? He's like, sure. So we watched Doctor Strange, which is kind of funny coming off Captain Marvel. Um, Doctor Strange, again, it, its villain is in the running for um, one of the worst villains in the MCU. Doctor Strange, he has kind of a cool origin story, I guess. I've never been like a, a huge Mystic Arts fan. Wong is obviously great. It has some... It has some it has some fun stuff in there, though. Um, you can really take advantage of the Mystic Arts stuff, and it has a lot of fun with that. Um, also a lot of fun with Doctor Strange's backstory. I don't know why I feel like saying this, but when I watched the What If series on Disney+, Plus, I'd say that my favorite What If was with Doctor Strange. So I probably remember that more fondly because of the What If. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff in Doctor Strange, but the villain is just like terrible and completely trash. And then, um, yeah. So, I don't know. The new Doctor Strange movie will be coming out. Maybe we'll talk about that on the podcast as well. Alright, then at 16th, Shang-Chi on The Legend of the Ten Rings. Here's the thing. I am very torn about this movie because, number one, it has some of the best action in the MCU. That that extended bus fight might be one of the best action scenes the MCU has ever given us. It's just an awesome action scene. It's beautifully choreographed. It's got some beautiful cinematography. Um, What's that place? Talo is kind of cool. Here's the thing. Whenever you have a Chinese film and you can do like the Chinese culture I think you always have a certain measure of success 
it's you just have to like capture the beauty of the scenery i don't know if i'm making sense but i think you know what i mean like just the beauty of the chinese scenery and everything like that which is why despite it being a terrible movie the mulan new mulan movie had some incredible cinematography it was just beautiful the chinese um landscapes and things like that the thing is the more you think about this movie the, like the worse it is like tony lung as um when Wu, or as the guy who has the ten rings i forget his name or i guess the mandarin isn't it he has a he plays a great 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 role but just the reasoning behind characters decisions the plot the movie structure just falls apart and then here's the thing one of the reasons why I rank this lower is because at the end of the day, I thought watching this in the theaters, they were going to have a big action sequence that was not going to be CGI. They were going to have a bunch of, you know, sword fighting or things like that. Like, and this, again, this movie had some pretty cool action scenes. I was like, yes. And then here comes the big CGI monsters. And I was just like, guys, you had such an opportunity to give us an incredible action scene without this CGI monsters. And then the CGI monsters came in. And I was like, ugh. But besides that, the action is pretty great, and cinematography is pretty great. So, I'll rewatch it again. The next and 15th, The First Avenger. Captain America, The First Avenger. And for, for a while, I think I liked this one better than Winter Soldier, but then I woke up. But this movie's pretty fun still. It's got some fun action. It's got, it's a fun, I think, of all of the first, of all the origin stories, except for maybe Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man, this might be one of my favorite origin stories um chris evans i mean he's not like a he's not definitely not my favorite actor but he's he does pretty good as captain america in this movie um sebastian stan as bucky i don't know in this movie he's probably the best bucky he is it's fun um uh what's his name um hugo weaving as the red skull is fun it's just a pretty fun movie got some action um but it's nothing special at this point so yeah Moving on to 14th, Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, so, here's the thing. It, like, Ultron, like, why is Ultron, why is this movie, like, why? Like, it's just, of all of the Avengers movies, it's still, it's the most forgettable. Of all the Avengers movies, it's the one that people least want to watch again. It just doesn't have a bunch of great stuff it does here's the thing age of ultron they made it so important in terms of like what it did like all of sokovia of what happened with black of of scarlet witch i'm sorry and then all the other things so they made it an important movie and yet they it just wasn't that great it just it's bland it's joss whedon and it's just not great but hey it's got some fun action i guess um but again cgi robots are you kidding me Moving on to number 13, The Avengers. So, here's the thing. In terms of cinematography, this thing looks like it was filmed... This looks like it was filmed by The Office, guys. Like, it just... If you watch that famous scene of the camera panning around, the costumes are silly, the 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 lighting is not cinematic, the, the uh, colors are not cinematic, it just looks like it was filmed on the office for it just feels like everybody's in a costume doesn't and they get better um as the movies go along at changing that but again i think i like it a bit better than age of ultron it's a fun origin story for all the avengers and it has loki loki in it which is a lot better than whoever ultron is so loki's fun all right 
and then number 12, No Way Home. So, I don't think I need to give really any of my thoughts on this movie here because we did a 40-minute episode, 20 minutes of which is basically me ranting about how much I didn't like the movie. Um, you can go and listen to that. I'll just give you some of the hits here. It's a lazy movie, terribly structured. Spider-Man made the wrong choice. The movie is telling you that Peter made the right choice, which is terrible. It's not clear in its messaging. So you can listen to the episode to hear more about that. But, hey, it was it was fun to watch. All three Spider-Man spoilers um, together were really fun. Um, but, hey, it's just... It annoys me so much because they had everything right before them, and they chose not to take it. It's like they had the keys to the kingdom, and they were like, eh, we'll find a long way around. But it was a fun movie to watch. Number 11... Iron Man. So when I first saw this movie, I was a little disappointed because I know everybody really likes this movie. But after thinking about it more, I, I really do like it. Like it's a it's a fun origin story. It's the first MCU movie. It's got Robert Downey Jr. He does a great job, um, and it's really fun. It, and what's interesting is when you watch this movie, it doesn't feel formulaic, and it simply it's it's a, it's refreshing, honestly, to watch a movie that's not in the Marvel formula. In another in another sense, it's not refreshing because it doesn't feel like Marvel, and so it doesn't have this the Marvel stamp on it or a seal on it. But it's a really fun movie. Iron Man Jr. is fun. Iron Man is just a cool character, and his circles are all pretty cool. Um, and then the final fight scene is just honestly probably the worst final fight scene of any MCU movie. But it, it's kind of fun to watch Iron Man start again. So, yeah. Coming in number 10th, Civil War. Captain America Civil War. So... This one was one of the ones where I was probably most disappointed about coming in because it had been talked up for a while, and I saw it, and I was like, nah, it was all right. Um, here's the thing. When I first saw the movie, I was obviously pro-Captain America uh, because obviously Captain America is way better than Iron Man. But then after rewatching the movie, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that Iron Man is right, but the movie wants me to think that Captain America is right, which is completely backwards. And I don't think it gave me a compelling reason, like, why Captain America was wrong and why Iron Man... Or why Captain America, sorry, was right and why Iron Man was wrong. It's like, yeah, I mean, you guys basically... I mean, yeah, you protect people, but you also destroy a lot of things that you don't have to pay for it. You know, I think that's actually an interesting question, which is why it ranks pretty high. A lot of times when these Marvel movies will ask big questions, they'll be like, yeah, that's that's a great question to ask, and... Which is one of the reasons why it's higher on this list. But it, when you tell me that it's the wrong decision, that's when you get ranked lower, right? And I think that Captain America was wrong. I think Iron Man is right. They need to have some kind of accountability. Um, and introducing Black Panther is fun. T'Challa is a fun character. The storyline with Cap and Bucky is pretty cool. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just a really fun movie to watch. Um, but it's not the best one. All right, coming at ninth, Black Panther. So everybody thinks Black Panther is the best MCU movie. Rotten Tomatoes does. You find it on a lot of lists. I don't think so. It's a fun Marvel movie. As far as rewatchable Marvel movies, it would be up there. And in terms of just a solid movie, it's definitely up there. It has, I mean, uh, T'Challa, obviously, played by Rip Chadwick Boseman. And then you got Michael B. Jordan playing um, Killmonger. It's just really fun. It's got some really good action as well. Some of the arena scenes are pretty fun. It's just a beautifully shot movie as well. And then the CGI is very on point. And it really uh, is all about like becoming a good leader. It's about T'Challa wrestling with his past. And also, here's the thing. Another thing about that. 
Black Panther, one of the reasons why it gets knocked lower is because it falls into this, the, Mar- the Marvel formula in some cases. It's, and we'll talk about this later again with Ragnarok as well, but Ragnarok, I give it more of a pass, I guess, is some people have asked me, do you think that Marvel movies tell the same story over and over again? And to a certain degree, I think that they do. Far From Home, Black Panther, um, Ragnarok, let's see, what, what are the ones? Even, even to a certain degree, um, Doctor Strange, yeah, Shang-Chi, especially, it's all, like, reckoning with their dads. Like, that's, that's, I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, a lot of people have to reckon with their dads in this life. At the same time, we tell that story over and over again. The same story of, hey, your dad was also, he was not a great dad, but yeah, he did, he did some bad things. But also, eh, you, he's, he's kind of a cool dad, and he's inside you, too. It's like, that's the, that's the ending to Black Panther. That's the ending to Ragnarok. That's the ending to Shang-Chi. That's the ending to, um, yeah, all these other movies as well. It's just, like, why do we keep telling the story over and over again? And so that's one of the reasons why Black Panther is a little bit lower, because it just tells the same story over and over again. And it's just like, I don't need to hear the story over and over again, and also I don't need to beat up on dads all that much, because, hey, we need dads, and dads are good. So, yeah. Black Panther, pretty fun movie. Got some good action, just not the best, and knocked knocked down because of the formula. Coming at number eight, Avengers Endgame, the three-hour movie. So... There's a lot to tackle here. I think that one of the reasons why um, it's rated at like 94% on Rotten Tomatoes is simply because it did okay at its job at it concluding the Infinity Saga. It it provided character arc resolution to pretty much all of the main characters. Black Widow had some had a great character resolution. Iron Man obviously had a great character resolution. Doctor Strange had a great character resolution. All these other characters had great character resolutions. Now, here's the thing. Time travel is stupid. And we'll get we'll get into a bit later with Infinity War also, but when at the moment Thanos snapped his fingers, the stakes were gone. We knew they were going to bring everybody back, but we didn't know how. And time travel is honestly a cheap way of getting it out. And there's literally a point in the movie where Thor is tra- talking about um what's I, I forget what they call it. Is it the ether? And uh, they're trying to get is the um, reality stone. And he's just basically like, oh, yeah, none of this really matters. It's just blah, 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 blah. Now sit back and eat your popcorn. That's kind of what he says. He's like, listen, none of this really makes sense, but you're not here for that. Just sit back and watch the movie, all right? Have some fun. And I'm more than happy to do that. But at the same time, it's like it was a cheap way out to get time travel in, but it did provide some good character resolution. The main reason I want to knock this movie even more is because it simply didn't provide character resolution for a lot of people. Number one, Captain America... I'm just. I, I think he made. I think he made the wrong choice in going back in time. Uh, like that's a bit selfish. That's also a bit like you missed your chance, and also duty. I don't know. Like it. It just feels like this. It, it took away from his sacrifice in earlier movies as well. Um. Oh yeah, Thor. Why? Like Fat Thor. Like nobody wants to see Fat Thor. He's a wimp. And you're dehumanizing basically all the male characters here. Um, let's see, who, who other... Oh, yeah, Hawkeye. He casually hugs his kids after he's, like, murdered all of the organized crime in the world. Like, that's just not okay. You can't do that. You can't just have a guy randomly hug his kids after he's, like, slaughtered people. And I thought that Hawkeye, the TV show, was actually going to, like, handle this question. I was actually interested after the first episode, like, oh, maybe you'll be asking some good questions, and it's never came across like that. So, in game, 
Again, I like it because it it was a good resolution to the Infinity Saga as a whole, and provided some good character resolutions to a lot of people. Um, at the same time, did provide some character resolutions for other people as well. Coming at number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy two. So the Guardians movies are probably some of the most fun movies in the MCU in terms of their humor, in terms of their chemistry, in terms of just their like rewatchability, but also like the most crass Marvel movies. It's terrible as well. So director James Gunn, obviously not the, uh, shall I say, most Christian-like in terms of his content, and it comes through. Like They're the most, I mean, leaning R-rated movies of any of the MCU, even they're PG-13, and they're just crass and nasty, but they're pretty fun. And Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is no exception. Oh yeah, here's another example of uh, the dad story we just talked about. But uh, hey, it's a fun example of the dad's story, and it's kind of cool. So back, get off my back on this, all right? Um, no, yeah, but it's pretty fun. Um, anything else to say? Nope. I like Drax, though. Drax is my favorite character in Guardians. Coming at number six, Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. So we did an episode on this one, and I, I dinged it. I didn't like it as much as Homecoming, and that's true, but I still enjoy Far From Home. It's one of the most enjoyable Marvel movies to watch again. Uh, the villain, again, is an interesting villain. I just don't think... I just think the movie just doesn't hold up in certain places. You can go back and listen to that episode as well. Jake Gyllenhaal is a lot of fun. Obviously, Tom Holland is a lot of fun. Zendaya could be better. That's one of the reasons I liked No Way Home... Well, sorry. I liked No Way Home better in that regard because Zendaya was obviously better in No Way Home to give her a better character to play instead of, like, this emo person far from home. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, the cheap... I guess... It didn't seem cheap at the time, but now it's cheap. The ending of everybody knows Peter Parker's identity, and he's framed for murder. Uh, but besides that, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun movie to watch. Coming number five, Infinity War. So a lot of times people will say they like Endgame over Infinity War. I think that's not true. I simply enjoyed Infinity War more when I saw it in theaters. Yes, it's endless action scenes, um, but it's actually got a it's got a cool plot. Again, here's the thing: Marvel is they do typically do a great job of giving their their characters some decent villains to fight with. I think the cases where they don't give them decent villains, movies are worse. Like Captain Marvel, Iron Man 2, Thor, Iron Man 3, Dark World, Ant-Man and the Wasp, they all have terrible villains, right? And the higher movies on this list actually have good villains. So Infinity War, Thanos is somewhat of a compelling villain because I think he somewhat has... He's a madman, but he's a reasonable madman. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but my my only thing about this movie, two things really. How come Thanos has this great big army, yet somehow he doesn't have any of the Infinity Stones, and yet in the two-hour span of this movie, he gets all six? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, besides that, it's just a fun movie to watch. I like all the converging storylines. All the storylines are pretty fun. Um, and then Wanda and Vision has some pretty great stuff, and obviously that leads to WandaVision, which is, it's okay. WandaVision's pro okay. Um, yeah, Infinity War. Oh, oh, last thing to say. Sorry, I can't believe I almost forgot about this. I mentioned it earlier. When Thanos snaps his fingers and everybody turns to dust, or half people do, I mean, you're like, come on. Come on. You know you're not going to do that. You've already got Tom Holland signed on for like a bajillion movies. You've got everybody coming back for the next movie, even. it's You completely remove the stakes. It's just a cheap move to get people to be emotional, and then before they come to their senses and are like, oh yeah, Marvel, you're bringing everybody back. So it was just a really cheap move to get everybody gone. It's just, like, 
so silly and so cheap and removed all the stakes from it anyway. So there's that. Although I will say Endgame did a pretty good job. Here's the thing. When when a movie when I know there's no stakes, but a movie can fully convince me that there are stakes, I think that's good. I think to a certain degree Infinity War and Endgame do do that as well, even though I think that the ending is terribly cheap in Infinity War. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. I just like this movie a bit better than its, um, not predecessor, uh, whatever, the movie that followed it. Because it's just a fun origin story for the Guardians. The found family stereotype is a is another um, another trope in, 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 in the MCU, but it's a fun trope, and it's it's compelling for a reason. You've got fun characters. Chris Pratt is fun. Uh, whoever plays Gamora is fun. Um, what's his name? Who plays Drax is fun. All of it is pretty fun. Um, Ronan. Uh, okay. I'd probably say Guardians of the Galaxy is the best movie with the worst villain. Like, I don't care about Ronan. Who is Ronan? Like, why should I care? He's a lieutenant. Um, but it's a pretty fun movie. Um, again, it's pretty crass, though, so I can't, like, recommend it to a lot of families. But pretty fun. Number three, Spider-Man Homecoming. It's just one of the most fun movies in the MCU to watch. Like, I've, I rewatched it recently, and I just found myself laughing through it. I liked, I mean, Peter, like, here's the thing. You, I think you guys have probably heard this before as well. But it's Andrew was the best Spider-Man, Toby was the best Peter, and Tom is good at being both. That's really true. And Homecoming is it's just a light, fun movie. Um, it's, you can laugh your way through it. It's got some decent action. And again, these Spider-Man movies have some of the best villains. And you can go back and listen to me and Isaiah's episode on Homecoming. It's a good episode. But it's just a, it's a fun movie that I think is one of the best in the MCU, for sure. Number two, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. So this is one of the most fresh movies, I think, in the MCU because we've been coming off um, Joss Whedon's Avengers movie. And this movie comes out, and it's like a spy action thriller. And that's really cool. I think that Bucky as The Winter Soldier is pretty sick. I think that the action is is probably some of the best action in the MCU in terms of all that stuff. And then the plot's obviously great with Hydra. You bring in Robert Redford, for heaven's sake, to do that. And then Nick Fury drops one of the sickest burns in the MCU. It's like, to beat me, you got to have both eyes open. He, like, lifts up his, his eye patch and gets his eye scanned. Like, that's pretty sick. Anyway, this movie is pretty great. It has some pretty good action. It has a great plot. Um, and it's just a really overall fun movie to watch. And obviously, coming in number one, Thor Ragnarok. How could I not do this? Here's the thing. I've said that a lot. I won't say here's the, here's the thing again. But here's the thing. This is a silly movie. It's a honestly stupid movie. And yet, it's awesome. This is the movie that I've... Probably the MC movie that I've seen the most. It, and it just... I laugh my way through it every time. A lot of people like DC better, or the people who like DC better, like it better because it takes itself seriously. It's a more superhero-like world, and Marvel doesn't take itself as seriously. Now, you can debate all day which of these is better, but Ragnarok is obviously the far end of the Marvel spectrum. It just does not take itself seriously whatsoever. Taika Waititi is an incredible director, he has a lot of fun with this, and he just goes to town with Thor and Chris Hemsworth and... Um, Mark Ruffalo just have a fun buddy comedy movie the entire time. Tom Hiddleston has some has some pretty good pretty good has a pretty good role in this. He has some he has a big laugh at the moment as well. Um, but this is just a it's just a fun buddy comedy movie. And yeah, so that's it. I like Ragnarok the best, and I could rewatch it the most. 
Um, yep, there's the list, 1 through 25. I'll probably post them in the episode notes, but there's my list. Hope you guys enjoyed that so much. Now let's do some donor shout-outs. Let's see. I'll uh, do some donor shout-outs, and then I'll basically relate one of our esteemed patrons to a Avenger. If you want a donor shout-out or any other cool rewards, make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash the screening. Check out our website there. It's got a lot of cool rewards and stuff, and you can donate. Um, all right. So first patron, Mr. and Mrs. Ryatsky, Mr. Mike and Mrs. Laura. Um, you guys can be Hawkeye and Black Widow. Next, we got Mr. Killingsworth. Uh, a, Ro- a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, if ever there was one. Next up, we got Mike and Sylvia. Um, there are not a lot of there are not a lot of couples in MCU, but Wanda and Vision, I guess, are through up there. So there's that for you guys. And then Lizzie, and then Lizzie. Like, what's? I guess Black Widow is the coolest like female superhero. We've already got Wanda given away. Who are the other? I can't give you Captain Marvel. Not that's for sure. Is the Wasp the only other character? Um, oh, maybe you'd like to be, uh, MJ. That's probably a better character for you. Alright, thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you go support us at the link that I mentioned. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate that. We'll be back next time with Gladiator Braveheart. And until then, this has been The Screening.